You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganat St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. The fun and games start after this. At St. Louis Acura, new inventory is arriving daily, both new and pre-owned. Our buying team adds a higher level of personalized service that others can't match. We sell over 100 pre-owned vehicles monthly, and many of these are matched by our buying teams in Missouri and Illinois. As new Acura production ramps up, be one of the lucky ones to try the newest Type S models now available. Performance has never been so stylish and comfortable. St. Louis Acura remains committed to becoming better than ever for you. just got more entertaining it's weekend joe on claves online driven by munganass st louis acura hear from some of the big names in st louis and national sports every weekend and now here's joe roderick and me i'm andy hanselman And welcome on into another edition of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura. Munganas Alton Toyota here on ClabesOnline.com. Joe Roderick here. Andy Hanselman, I think, I think he's in Vegas this weekend. I know he told me, but I forgot either that or I think he was packing for Vegas. Uh, so he told me to find somebody else to do the show this week as he was going to be gone. So I, uh, I went with John Marisek and he joins us now. John, what's up? I love that Andy always gives you lots of notice. Like, hey, in three days, I'm going to be gone. So good luck. No, no, he gave me plenty of, I believe, I didn't I text you about this like last Friday? I feel like I texted you a while ago about filling in for him this uh, it week. It was over the weekend, but he never yeah. gives you like a couple weeks notice. He he has given me all, like I've asked him like, hey, when do you need me? He gave me like six shows coming up this summer that he I was like, find somebody for these. And I already wow. forgot when they all are. I I, <laughs> I, like, I asked him ahead of, but I, I asked him when we were talking. That's a, that's a conversation I need to have over text. So I have those like there to just scroll yeah, back through. Me. When I talk to a client and they're like telling me stuff, as soon as they start giving me descriptions and stuff, I just kind of black out. Yeah. And then they stop talking, but like, hey, can you just email all that to me? Because I'll forget everything you just said. Yeah, that's I'm I'm there right now. I'm so we have the uh the alumni baseball game next weekend on the 18th. The and Alton alumni. The Alton alumni baseball game. Fifth year that we're doing it. Uh four, still doing it. Four years of results. Obviously, we we did not play during 2020. Um, not our choice, but it was the school that would not let us, uh, we could not find a park that would let us play. That was in the, Illinois. uh, that was the issue then. Yeah. In, in Illinois. So <laughs> that was, that was why we didn't do it then. So we just did a golf thing instead. We, we had a golf course that would allow, I think it was like 48 people to be there. And we did a golf outing instead for that. But, but no, Hey, we, this year we have over, we, we have the most guys signed up for the game this year than we've ever had before. Uh, awesome. I think. The last number that we have as of right now, I think is around 42 guys for the uh, for the game. We've gone younger this year with some of the guys. Uh, we have a 2016 grad that's playing. That is no, the. No, uh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 yep. no, no, <laughs> yep. no, they have to play outfield only. I believe this kid's a pitcher. I believe nope. he pitched. I believe he pitched in college. I nope. want to face him. 
I want to face him. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to, that's the beauty of this is that, I mean, we do have it set, you know, okay. Everybody bats in order, you know, all 20 guys in the order will bat or whatever. And if somebody doesn't want to bat, there's like, I don't want to. And you just send the next guy up and it's just random pinch runners throughout. We had a guy upset last year because we pinch ran for him when he got on base and he was not happy about it. And I think most of the guys on our side were like, come on, like you're, you're wearing a three XL jersey. Yeah, but you know what? Chance. We were down by two runs, and I mean, when you're, you know, oh, when, when oh, you're playing for real. Oh, okay. Um, my my team has not won. We're zero and three right now, and we're playing to win. That's we have gone and recruited younger players, and yeah, we we are we have loaded up with a 2015 grad and four 2013 grads. One of those 2013 grads um, holds the school record for stolen bases and is a former Marine. Um, I will have him pinch run for me anytime I get on base. He is going to pinch run more than he's going to do anything else that day. Uh, there, a moment ago, you said that the rules are everybody hits, and if you don't want to bat, that's fine. No yeah. big deal. Nobody yeah. cares. But I want to win, and I'm loading up my team. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, runs still count, three outs to an inning, all that stuff. I, I mean, I don't think anybody's keeping a book on, so on this, what's so happening. This how it goes? Hold up. Hey, Bill, Bill, we're down one. You, you, you just, you just don't hit this inning, okay? That's we're just gonna honestly, skip over you. I, that, and that's the way. Like he got on base, and we were like, "Hey, man, um, he, he's gonna run for you." He's like, "No, no, I can run." We're like, "No, no, no, he, he's gonna run for you." And he came back, and he was all upset and everything. I'm like. Well, yeah. like, like if I would have gotten on base there, I would have been like, "Hey, you, you wanna, you wanna come? Yeah, you come run. Like, I, yeah, you, you're in good shape. Get, get out here and run. You can run fast." This is day for running, the day, and you took it from him. He, yeah, you know what? He saved I'm up sorry. all his running days for one day. I'm sorry. No, he, he did not. He, uh, he, he, the he show. God, I hope he watches the show and hears you talking like this. You know what? I that's fine. He uh he's the, the guy is not playing in the game this year. Um so he is uh I and you I pissed him off so much he's not even coming. No, um oh. we'll, we'll we'll have to discuss that one off air. Um oh yeah, yeah oh, an actual reason. Yeah, there gotcha. there is. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh but no, so we have the, so we have a 2016 grad. Uh John, we also have a 1969 grad. Good. Yeah. He's on the other team probably. You don't want to Oh, no, on he's on my team. So lose. I I I am I am the odd year uh odd year alums and uh, so he is on our team. Very good. Yeah. Uh born in 1951. He is 70 one years old, graduated in 1969, had a full ride to go play football at Notre Dame, Wow! but instead was drafted by the Atlanta Braves in 1969. And he played baseball. He, uh, I, I think he only played minors for a couple years, for two years, and that was it, but... Well, there were 15 minor league levels he had to go through back then. <laughs> Yeah, I have it. I have his stuff up here right now. Uh, John, he played for a team called the Magic Valley Cowboys. Why that isn't a real team still? Uh, that's 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 like money. 
Like he showed, he was there for the 2019 game. And I have so many questions for him right now because of this. Like I, I need to know so much about this. Uh, the Magic Valley Cowboys are in Twin Falls, Idaho. They were active from 1952 to 1971 in the Pioneer League. Uh, from 52 to 62, they were Class C. Never heard of Class C. They were then in uh, Class A, and then they were rookie ball. I don't know what Class C is. I told you there were there were like 12 minor league teams with organizations. I've never heard of this before. Currently, there aren't enough good players in the United in, in the world for 30 teams to have three good teams. Yeah, or two good teams. Yeah. Notable alums that played for the Magic Valley Cowboys. Oh, this guy. Dick Allen. Wow. Grady, Grady Little. Jerry Remy. Mickey Rivers. Okay. Those are some names that I've heard of. <laughs> I am going to have so many questions for this guy next when week. When is this game? Next week? The 18th. You, yeah, the 18th. Can you we, find a lid on eBay or something that you can buy? Like, don't. Oh, my God. There's got to be no vintage. Way. There's got to be there's, vintage stuff somewhere. There's no way. The boring logo. Oh. Well, it doesn't matter. It's an M with a V in, like, it's, yeah, it's kind of a. That guy would bring a tear to his eye. You know what actually would happen? He'd look at it and go, what kind of stupid hat are you wearing? He'd say, this is the team you played for. Really? That was the logo, huh? Yeah, it's nothing special. Yeah, I mean, they might have just drawn it on there with, like, uh, yeah. And then you're also talking 1971. <laughs> I mean. There was cool so. stuff in 71. So, yeah, but no, this guy, I mean, the guy came out there. He was probably in better shape than 80% of the people that were in the game, if not more, back uh, three years ago when he played the first time. So I imagine that's the case here. And he was, like, asking to catch and everything. That's So he was, uh, he was all in to win, it. So you're not going to play later in the game, sir? No, I think people realized how good of shape he was in. It was like, yeah, you do whatever you want. <laughs> like, <laughs> but the, the thing is, though, he got a hit in the game, and he wanted a runner. He was like, "Hey, somebody come run!" Like he knew his limitations. He was the like, "I'm six. He was like, "I'm six. Yeah, he's like, "I'm sixty-eight years old. Send one of the young kids out here." You know, he so he okay, fair yeah, enough. he he wanted to win, and we that's what we have uh, we have set for. I mean, we got a trophy and everything for this game, so oh, that makes it important. It does. I don't know where it sits for the entire year between games. I have no. I mean, I haven't won it, so I have no. Uh, I have no idea of where it goes. Well, I, I hope you can have that moment that you've always wanted, that holding the Alton Alumni Baseball Championship yeah. Trophy. We're playing the game. And get your yeah. picture with Hudson with it. I know that that's been a dream of his for five yeah. years. We are uh, we are playing the game at Gordon Moore this year at Hopkins Field at uh, Gordon Moore. Very good. Where, we, where we actually played our high school games and is now the home of the Alton River Dragons, the, uh, the summer um, the summer co collegiate league that is in uh, Alton right now. So it's a uh, fantastic field turf on the field this year. So um, we, we've, we've run into issues with rain the last few years. So the river dragons reached out to us and we're like, Hey, you guys want to play it at our new turf field? And 
like, yeah, like guys have been asking for us to play the game there for years. So if you're offering, yeah, we'll uh, we'll go out there. Uh, the one problem that we might run into, though, um, is that the, uh, the this field, because it's a summer college league, they have a liquor license and they sell uh, they will be selling alcohol during the game. Good. Which was a which was a big question by I would say uh, about half of the players participating in the game was can they buy beer during the game? Well, of course, like that's the difference between them coming and not coming or leaving early. I, nobody's or ever left early. Car. Yeah, nobody's ever left early. That is um, that, that when they show up, they they show up to play. I just think they were wondering because in the past years it was at a high school where obviously we were not allowed to uh, to have alcohol on the high school campus, but we were informed by people who worked at the high school, what area in the outfield was considered to not be part of the campus. Well, there was, <laughs> there, that's there where was they a, all go to smoke and drink during the school. Day. <laughs> there, was, there was an area, there was an area behind right field that was technically not owned by the high school. And therefore they were like, if you need to, that's that's where you would go, <laughs> and they were they were kind you would enough. want to advertise, like so that everybody knows, hey, this is where you need to go to do all the things you're not allowed to do on that side of the fence. Right here, so, we can't do anything. So, quit trying to push the envelope. Just go here. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of old uh, baseball players, the uh, the Cardinals, wow. John, you are a uh, you you uh, what? They got a forty-two. They got a forty-two-year-old on the team, that, and that's the only reason you've gone to more games this year than you have that's in the true. past uh, ten years. That's true. I've gone to two, and that is more yeah. than I've gone to in like the last ten years. That's and crazy. how many more are you planning to go to? I don't know, but I'll go to a couple more for sure. Especially if they can be fast, like the last one I went to, when like you know there aren't a whole bunch of visiting the mounds and not a bunch of long counts, and hitters are swinging and fielders are fielding. And, yeah, it was How about, fun. Did you, and, did you see the game today? Did you see the game Thursday afternoon? No. I, I an, hour, an hour and 54 minutes. That's perfect. I would become a baseball fan again, big time, if that was the case. A total Always. of 197 pitches were thrown in the game today. Yeah. Go in, throw strikes. You know, yeah. like even the best hitters in the world, they, you know, they, they, they make seven outs out of 10. Mm-hmm. And. You know, you can't strike everybody out. No, no. They, uh, yeah, Miles Michaelis, eight innings, uh, eight inning complete game, 84 pitches on the day. It's phenomenal. And then the best part is the fans probably left, win or lose, happy. Uh, I mean, the game, two hours, that was great. The game was in Tampa. So I think any, uh, you know, saying that there were fans there, I think is kind of a long shot. At, uh, diehard uh, fans. Those are big yeah. fans. Or had free tickets. Or it's a chance to get out of work. Yeah, I'm looking here for the attendance, if it's even listed for the uh, for the game today. I guess I would have to go to MLB's box score for that. But Remember, I'm, I'm still... Attendance is paid attendance. Yeah, I, I see. I'm going to guess they it's even have BS trouble number. with that in Tampa. Yeah, but always remember the attendance number means nothing. Just remember that every time you see an empty Bush Stadium and they tell you there are 37,000 people. 14,892 was the paid attendance for today's it's game. Pretty good. Yeah. I don't know who's buying those tickets, but uh, that's that's what it was. That's a good number. Yeah, that's huh. So one thing I have Maybe. been following uh very closely this year has uh has been the the gifts that are being given to Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols. 
Uh, I think Wainwright should be thrown in there. I think Wainwright is really losing out on some recognition and some gifts by not saying that this is his final year by, I think maybe even contemplating coming back next year. I think he's going to miss out on some really nice gifts, but this uh, I've been, I've been what, because I mean, you remember when Derek Jeter retired, how, how much of a uh, jerk off session it was every time he was at a stadium for the last time. And, and Mariano Rivera and Mariano Rivera, David Ortiz got it. I, I mean, the you whole know, guys, thing is just kind of gross, but, but if you're going to do it for them, Albert Pools and Yadier Molina deserve that same kind of treatment. Yeah, so that they can get a bunch of gifts, that they have to go home and go, what the hell am I going to do with this shit? Which is, yes, which makes it that much better. Like, I, I, Mariano Rivera was given a surfboard during his final season. Mariano what Rivera are, got may have gotten the best gift of all of them, though. That rocking I, I, chair made of bats was the absolute best gift you could have given. I like he did he keep that? Like I, I would he that. has to have kept that. I, I was just telling somebody about this the other day that he that that is that was a good gift to give. That was a clever gift. Whoever made that just a phenomenal job. But when you give him a surfboard, yeah, somebody Mariano Rivera is not packing that onto the bus, onto the plane, and getting it back to New York. Somebody else is doing that in the Yankees organization. And to me, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's kind of like when you leave uh, Giordano's and you got to go back to your hotel where they don't have a refrigerator, but you take the pizza anyway, so they don't Mm -hmm. think you're throwing it away that you handed somebody on the way. That was Mariano on his way to the airport with a surfboard. Really? You see, my fat ass just eats the pizza when I get back to the hotel room. But you have no, there's no refrigerator in which to store it right away. I know, and which is why I already eat it. have eaten too much at that yeah. moment. And you're looking at it like, how long does this keep? <laughs> but no, I, I eat it in the room. So that's that's what happens is I, I just eat it well, right there. I had there. other stuff to do, though. I wasn't just staying in the room. I had things to do. No, I had I people didn't. to hang out with. You eat it to go. Then that's something I, I miss. I, I went. I was up in Chicago last weekend for Cubs Cardinals. I did not get nice. any Giordano's. I did not. That's that the first time I've been in that stadium though in several years. I used to. I usually just do the rooftops, uh, but it was real. So it's still a dump. It is. You didn't miss but anything. but I will tell you this. My so my cousin just got off the wait list for season tickets. So. Um, we, we went up there, you know, so we had those tickets and he lives across the street from Wrigley. Like you can see it, it, he moved to a different apartment, but in his old apartment, he could see the pitcher's mound in first base from his apartment. Oh, wow. That's cool. And now he's on the other side. I, I didn't ask, but he's on the other side now where he has a view of the pool and he said, it's better for wherever, where the sun sets. He's like, it's much better now over here. And I asked him, I was like, which one would you take, though? He was absolutely this one. But, like, we were looking at the radar, and it looked like it was about to start pouring before game one. And I was like, we can wait till, like, the third or fourth inning to go in there, right? And he was like, oh, yeah. So that's what we did. We waited until the fourth inning. We just walked right across the street, scanned nice. in, went up. And so his seats were right on the first base side, third, the upper level. And just walking in there, walking in, walking right up the ramps to the top, like they have all the concessions and everything back there. I mean, it could not have been easier to just get in and out of everything. And all it was so easy to do all of that. And then when the game ended, we just went right back up to his apartment and grilled 
And while everybody else went out and paid for their food and waited a long ass time between games to uh, to do that. <laughs> I will say one thing about that park, and the same with Fenway. It's the old parks. There's nothing to them. They're so small that they are easy to get around. They're not big, but they suck. To like, it's cool to go in there and be like, "Wow, this is really neat to have been here and to see this." And then it's, I tell us about Fenway to everybody. Walking in 04 and I went into Fenway, I was like, this is amazing. This whole place is iconic. And I had chills just looking around and walking around. It was like being in a television show, seeing seeing this park. I've seen in video games and on TV my whole life, and here I am in it. And then for game two of the World Series, I sat there again. I was like, good God, could you imagine sitting here for 81 games? This would be awful. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel about Wrigley. Wrigley isn't dumb, but they do have Giordano's in the ballpark, which is pretty cool. I did not get the Giordano. I I I, mess, I should have gotten some Garrett's popcorn when I was in there. That was one I was upset. Dang, I that's Garrett's the popcorn pop- place. I couldn't yeah. remember the name of the popcorn place. You could have just texted me. I would have. I would have. It yeah, wasn't I, that I, important. Uh, I saw somebody walking around with Garrett's popcorn. I was like, gosh, should I get that? Because I also because I knew we were just going back across the street to eat, too. And I was like, uh, I was like, should I get that? Because I don't have a Cubs nacho helmet, and I, I was I wasn't sure if I should get that either. Uh, and I didn't. I didn't spend any money on food when I was in the ballpark. So I, I think I dropped the ball on that okay. too. I yeah. Think okay. I, I still. I, I need to get it at some point. At some point, I need to get the uh, the Cubs nacho helmet. And you know, you used to be able to go to a store and buy helmets like that. Now you have to buy food inside that helmet to get the very cool plastic helmet that I grew. Yeah. In. Yeah. And then fill it uh, and then wash it out in the uh, in the bathroom so you could walk around with it. And don't right. get cheese and, on anything. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so at least, do they have popcorn ones up there like they have here? So that it's a little cleaner than the I don't know. I don't know. I did not. Uh, I I saw all I saw was the people putting nachos in it. That was uh, that was all I saw up there. Very good. But we didn't walk too far. We didn't really walk around or anything up there either. Um. So so today, all the Rays did, all they did was just acknowledge the two of them. They had them come out. They had Albert and Yachty come out on the field and wave, and they were like, hey, congratulations on great careers. Good job. Yay. <laughs> Which, okay, like, it's the Tampa Bay Rays. How many games has Yachty or Molina played in Tampa? Uh, probably more, uh, a lot more spring training games than major league games. I was going to say maybe yeah, minor 20, maybe 20, if that. Albert's yeah, not, played not more. Yeah, Albert's played more because he has, you know, he was on the Angels for so long. But I, I get that. Okay. Like I'm I'm fine with not giving them some huge honor or some huge gift. I, I mean, they're they're a cheap organization anyway, so Okay, I, I get it. Um, but by the way, Tropicana Field, Yadier Molina has played a total. Um, in uh, Tropicana Field, he has played a total oh, nine games total. Yeah, he's played more minor league games there. Yeah, nine nine games only. That's that's all he's done. Uh, there. So I don't expect that. I get it. Okay, it's it's fine. That's that's okay. Now I think the big question, and that's so if you go and you look at everything that everyone's done, the uh, the Marlins did nothing. They didn't do jack shit for them, which uh, they're, you know, they're a clown organization. Anyway, you, you don't expect them to, to do anything of the sort. They should give everybody a small version with the battery, a battery operated of the old home run thing. I think that, that would be great. God, that would be cool. Which is like, still there, which imagine- is still, it is still on display outside of the stadium. 
It should be. That's good because yeah. that is a, it, it is a very large part of that organization's history, whether yeah. it was celebrated or not. That is an iconic piece of architecture that should mm-hmm. never, ever be uh, yeah. be destroyed. And I think you, yeah. if they ever had like uh, stupid dolphin home run uh, music box night, they'd sell the building out. Yeah, if they gave away like a little bobblehead or something of that, like bobblehead version yeah. of that, yes, hundred percent. That'd be the only way you're selling tickets down in Miami to a uh, to a game that you're getting over thirty, forty thousand in that uh, in that stadium for that. Yeah. The uh, the Giants acknowledge them. Uh, they put something up on the scoreboard, which that's that's bull. I mean, both both guys have played so much. That's that's bullshit that they didn't do more for them the uh the mets made a donation to each of their charities that's what should be done at all of them i I'm that, glad that yeah. we got to that one here's what look because all this ends up being these gifts and, I, and you'll go through more of them but the the gift thing is like uh uh look at what we well look at what we did it's all about the organization giving it to them it's not about the two guys those two guys these are two guys who can buy and do anything that they absolutely want. Unless there's an actual emotional reason for something being given, like the Reds and the Cubs and the Brewers teams that have seen them a lot could have some fun with it and do something fun, do something with some emotion to it. Something that goes a callback to something, whatever it may be, that can be fun. But like you said, you know, other organizations, these guys would rather you come out and you acknowledge them and you present them with a check to their, or to their, in individual foundations or whatever they want to have a donation given to and just celebrate them throughout the game on the scoreboard with things. And I think that that's plenty. I mean, God, what, like the surfboard thing you said, so what the hell's the point of that? You give a guy who's made $200 million in his career, a surfboard to do for what? I, uh, I, I think like, yeah, oh, it's crap. When it's the final game against the reds, I think that you have Brandon Phillips come out and give Yachty his uh, his thing. You, you do a callback to the fight that they had. And Johnny Cueto and, gives a shoe. Yeah, I think uh, you, so the Pirates, they have right field. The right field wall is called the Clemente Wall out mm-hmm. in right field. I think the Pirates need to rename left field the Albert Pujols Wall for how many balls he's hit over that at that stadium in his career. So Do that for one night. That'd be fun. See, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. That's thought. And that like is something that's emotional. That. That's neat. Yeah, you have owned us for so long, we are going to name this after you. This is, this is your wall. This for one is night your only. night. Yeah. I'm interested because next weekend, they are at, uh, they are at Fenway. They're yeah, in they Boston could do something. That. Yeah, there's they could they could do something back from the World Series that kind of. I mean, that, like that was Yachty's rookie year when he was up there. Yeah, the series, and for both of them, it was their first World Series. So there's yeah, and Yachty's played and, two and, World Series there because Yachty was back there in 2013. Yeah, you're right. So they could they could do something with that. You got to acknowledge them some way. I mean, that's because I remember when I got it. I can't remember because the Cardinals. Gave Derek Jeter something. I don't. I want to say. I want to say. I think it was cufflinks. Yes. I'm. Wow. How the, the. I don't know how I remember this because it's that stupid. That's why. So I am. God. Because the Cardinals go to uh, go to New York here in a few weeks. 
They are, uh, ooh, I'm going to be watching this. And they, a couple um, of tie tacks. The Yankees, the Yankees better come up. He- Wait, do they go there? No, the Yankees come here, I think. Well, yeah, the Yankees come here in August. I feel like the Yankees need to do something. I feel like the Yankees no, still need to. Yeah, they do. No, no, no. Here, no okay. The whole point of it is to do it at your, to honor them at your home. Screw park, that. Not, hey, we're, while we're Screw here. Screw that. Here, you, you, can, you don't have to bring gifts to the games. There's no bringing gifts. Screw that. In 2000, in, on May 26, 2014, mm-hmm. they, uh, Derek Jeter played here for what, like the third, fourth time? So what? He's one of the best players in the history of the game. Doesn't matter. Albert's better. In, in a major city here. Albert's better. Yes, he is. They gave him a $10,000 donation to his Turn 2 Foundation. And gave him Stan Mutual cufflinks. Ozzy and Red presented him with a check for $10,000 and gave him cufflinks. Yeah, he came here. You think they were going to they they do that up there? Man. The, Look, this isn't stuff... like when you have a wedding and your parents keep track of who they gave presents to and then they send the invitations to them because they had to buy their kid a gift. Mm-hmm. It's not how this works. It's not the same thing. The Cubs. I, I have I have the list. I have the list. Oh, my God. I found the list here of that. all of J- Jeter's gifts. Every gift that Jeter was given, I have the list of it here. One dumber than the next. They, uh, God, I, if they don't come through with, uh, this stuff, <laughs> I mean, if they, whew, I, I mean, they gave the White Sox gave him a $5,000 check to his charity and dirt from old Comiskey and a bench made of baseball bats. Paul Canerco awarded him that. That's yeah, the bench. He didn't keep but The other two, the dirty probably didn't keep either. They Plus, gave him a no- made his major league debut. The Cubs gave him a number two from Wrigley Park. Uh, from Wrigley, it says from Wrigley Park scoreboard. Who the hell wrote this article? Jesus Christ, that's embarrassing. They wrote Wrigley that's Park something twice. That could, go in his, that could at least be something that, if it's not too obnoxiously large, could be hung in a basement. Okay, if he lives somewhere that has a basement, which he doesn't, because he lives in Florida, right? God, the stuff the Mets gave him. Subway tile mosaic of the number two, along with a check for $22,222.22. Do you think it's different when you're, it's the guy in your city? Like you got to go a little above and beyond. Like that's what the Mets gave him. Oh, here we go. The Brewers, the Brewers gave Derek Jeter a golden bat and $10,000. Yeah, that's the, 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 the donations to the foundations. That's what, that's what they'd rather have. The That's Angels gave him a paddleboard? For what? Houston, like somebody forget and they just ran to the sport to the sports authority that, at that time and just hey, can somebody go grab something? The uh the Astros gave him cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. That's great. Those made it to the Houston Goodwill. I am I I am really uh this is this is upsetting me to read this now. Like I need these gifts to be really good for the rest of the year. You haven't named one good gift. They're better than acknowledging him on the scoreboard. Just because you give a gift doesn't make it better than no gifts. 
if you don't keep any of the gifts, does it matter if you get them? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Bleacher well, Report ranked Bleacher Report ranked all of his gifts from uh, worst to first. A lot of worsts so far. What organization? God, he. This is. Whew. Whew. This is. Uh, this is upsetting me. Like I'm getting really angry reading this. Why are you getting angry? You know what the worst gift was that he was given, according to Bleacher Report? Oh. A ten thousand dollar check to the Turn Two Foundation. Oh, so already pretty, the worst gift—the worst gift given to him—already better than um, the. I mean, that's already that—that that would already be number one right now if uh, you're talking Albert and Yachty's gifts. The St. Louis Cardinals got, are ranked 18th out of 20th for worst gifts. So they've got no gifts. They have yeah, not. That, they, they, no, they have received no gifts. Okay. How yeah. many and how many times have they played in a facility that they have a history in that was their last visit so the, far? I mean, the Giants? I honestly don't know. I mean, you're telling me, though, I mean, look at some of these. What kind of history did, did Jeter have in St. Louis? What kind of history did Jeter have in Milwaukee? I, that's, I mean, there was, I think, that, I think, I think did he have some, in Chicago with the Cubs. I think there's something with certain organizations that are a little different. Like the I mean, Cardinals, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Cubs. These are the Red Sox. These are, all the, while the Cubs never haven't had the success of those others, they're iconic franchises. And I think you kind of look at all of them a little bit different, like than the Royals and the Rays and the Marlins and the Mariners. And like, I think they have to behave a little bit differently because they're viewed a little bit differently. How but maybe, Reds. maybe, maybe to your point, maybe they are going to do. Maybe some of these clubs that definitely come through St. Louis are going to do something here and do it at home, as opposed to do it at their facility. I don't. Maybe that. Maybe that is something that happens. Or maybe Machado little will light a fire over under everybody's ass who ignored it and didn't pay attention to it. Or maybe no one believes that this is their last year. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. No, I, they they've said yeah. it's their last year. Do you? So if Albert hits somehow hits twenty home runs, you think he's not coming back to maybe try and do to have one more run? He'll he'll hit that homer and he'll walk off. He'll he'll. He's a guy who is he's a guy who has always been. You're gonna have to make me stop playing. I I mean he'll pull a John Cruck if he comes back for one year. Like I wouldn't. Both of them, especially with a DH run, I I would. The moment that they don't show up is the moment I'll believe that they're done. Both of them. I don't, maybe Yachty, maybe more than Albert. I, I really do think Albert's just, I think he had an opportunity to play and that, that was it. He's having fun. Man. He played in, he played in baseball purgatory for what? Nine years and did nothing. Yeah. And was he may as well have not played the last nine years and he'd have gotten the same amount of attention as he did playing for the Angels. Man. And now you see him and he's he looks like he's having fun. Mm -hmm. And fun can make it make make the pain a little less when you enjoy going to work. God. All right. We need to I I need to talk about something different because this is just this is really just making me angry right now. By the way, for the uh, well, yes, yeah. Go, no, go oh, ahead. No, no, go, 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 go
once you're I done. I want to make doing sure this. that everybody who is watching right now understands that Joe is getting frustrated because billionaire teams are not giving guys who have hundreds of millions, tens to hundreds of millions of dollars, stupid mm-hmm. gifts that they're going to throw in the trash when they get home. Yeah. Okay. Now you can go ahead and do your read. Yeah. No, that's that's exactly correct. You are right. you are one hundred percent correct in your assessment of uh of how i am feeling right now and the reaction that i am having over this right this uh right this second yes yeah so all i can do here hey uh june 15th it's uh star wars night at bush stadium and uh, hey you can uh go to cardinals.com slash promotions it's presented by tops trading card company and it returns on wednesday june 15th with the purchase of a special theme ticket fans will take home an exclusive star wars themed baseball t-shirt get your star wars night tickets at star war or at uh, cardinals.com slash theme that's cardinals.com slash theme instead of the birds on the bat john it's birds on a lightsaber that it's the uh, that's the giveaway that's nice. for the themed ticket June fifteenth uh, for the next uh, I believe the Pirates uh, next weekend here in uh, St. Louis. Um, hey, also in St. Louis last week, I, I want to hear. Um, so I, I would imagine everybody listening, um, John, knows how much your dad did for the city of St. Louis uh, when it came to sports over the uh, over the years. Uh, this last weekend, NASCAR. At, uh, at Gateway Motorsports, and it was just another example of St. Louis putting on a sport, putting on a big event, and everybody showing up. And it's uh, been a uh, been pretty pretty good reviews after uh, after NASCAR at Gateway last uh, last weekend over in uh, Granite City. Is there a, I know, there are cities that put on great events, and there are great event cities. Uh, you know, New Orleans, Indianapolis are two that come to mind immediately as far as great places to host events. But is there a city where its own local base comes out and supports any kind of sporting event like the city of St. Louis? I mean, it's incredible. It doesn't matter what they put here. Everything does well. People leave here feeling good about the experience. I don't know that I've ever heard any sports organization or sporting event those participating, those running it, leaving, going, God, we don't ever want to go back there again. Usually it's, why aren't we going there more often? Oh, yeah. Professional golf comes through here and the guys are blown away by how well things go and what a great experience it is. And to put a NASCAR event over in Illinois, and that's, that that gets into it too, where it's like, okay, well, the people that are across the river, well, people in this metro area are St. Charles, St. Louis, Jefferson County, Franklin County, in Southern Illinois. And yes, you put an event in those places and people are going to go. We had 45,000 people there for the Royal Rumble. How long has it taken to get a damn wrestling event in the dome since they had an event WCW did it? Look what happened. The second, what, one of the biggest, probably what the biggest event they've had here since COVID. And they had 45,000 in that building. It was, you couldn't move in that building. The city comes out to support things. And it was really, really cool. For me, NASCAR is not my thing. But, to, you know, events are and seeing that crowd and that energy, you don't have to like the sport to go over and have a good time at an event like that. And they did a phenomenal job. It's cool. It's so cool. I just wish that more organizations would stop looking at St. Louis like, oh, it's just St. Louis. And look, look, we put an event there. It's going to sell out. 
-hmm. and we're going to make money and the city's going to get behind it. Just pay attention and just focus on the stuff that we know that's going to happen. And that happens every time. Yeah, that's and uh, even not being a NASCAR because I'm not a NASCAR guy either. But I, you, I, I went to Daytona this uh, back in February, first time that I've ever gone to that, and it was cool. It was cool to go to something like that one time. If that comes here every single year, if NASCAR brings an actual NASCAR race, their 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 top race, their their top level here every year that's going to sell out every year. You're going to get mm-hmm. the casual fan who's going to go, Hey, you know what? That's down there. I'm going to go check that out. I want to go see that. And then I'll tell you what happened because it happened to me. I went, you know, had a seat on, I think it was on turn four. That's where our seat was on turn four in Daytona. Watched it, loved every minute of it, you know, took everything in. And then after I left afterwards and I was like, you know what? I think, you, you know, what would be really cool to go have a be at like in an RV and sit on top of an RV in the infield and watch the race from there next time. Like I, I want to do that again. So I do, I want to go again to another race and see it from a different angle. Now I want to, I want to experience the whole RV city that is in the middle of these racetracks and do it that way now. So they, they've got me twice. I've at some point, I mean, I'm not running down to Daytona again next year, but at some point, I'm going to do another NASCAR race and I want to be on the infield for it. So, and that's, and that's what will happen here. You will get people to do that. And then you'll also get people that'll travel here to, to do that. Yeah. It's easy to get here. But you're right on 70 and you're pulling, you pull from coast to coast. Mm -hmm. Not a problem. Yeah. People will drive here. It's there's plenty of major metropolitan areas that are within five hour drive that will come and fill the stands mm-hmm. for a NASCAR event. And it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I just love it. It, it does. It, it does amaze me though, that like, when's the last time I don't remember ever a major event coming here and, and that event leaving and just shaking their head. Like, boy, you know, it was okay. It just didn't work out the way that we thought it was going to. No, I mean, you would tickets. You know, and I, I understand. I, I understand for events, you know, like All Star Games for sports. I understand you do have, you know, you do have to wait every like twenty five years to get one of those. I get it. Right. You know, it's you have to go to every other city and and do it there. And, and I understand mm-hmm. that, but yeah, like when when the NHL All Star Game was here two years ago, where or three years ago, when you, I'm sure you covered the All Star <laughs> Baseball's All Star Game when it was here. What year was mm-hmm. that? Have been would that have been like oh seven? I think was it oh seven? Was it seven oh eight oh nine something like that? No, it was oh eight or no oh nine. I was. It wasn't the year after, right after they won the World Series, but it was. I was at KTRS when it was played here. Okay, so it would have been after us. It was oh eight or oh nine. I mean, so you're getting to the point. Yeah, if it was then, I mean, you're getting what 13, 14 years away. Where yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, with the renovation stadium right now. I don't <laughs> think. You see, do, I don't think so. I think it's the renovations around the stadium that I think could bring something like that in. I, I I don't think now. I think maybe in the next five years, because I think right now they do have they do have the MLB All Star. They don't have the they haven't announced it all yet. But I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty well known, like where the next few are. Like this year, it's in LA. 
And then coming up um, next year, it's in Seattle, which I can't wait to go to that. I, I that's I, I am I, I cannot wait to see that uh, that stadium up there. But they've they've had it before too. Right? That's this is the second time that it's been in in that stadium. They had it back in two thousand one, and now they're having it again in twenty twenty three. So twenty two years between uh, between going there. They haven't announced 24 or 25 yet, but in 19, uh, in 2026, it's going to be in Philadelphia. So at some point, they got to put it in the new stadium in Texas. And one of those other two years, 24 or 25, is going to be in Wrigley. It's They have done so much outside of Wrigley that Wrigley is going to yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. And that's that's what's going to bring it in. And then at some point too, I think you go back to it. You you give Atlanta their all-star game back. Players are gonna hate that thing in Wrigley. One of the great yeah. things about the All-Star game is that it's all I mean, there's so much stuff going. It's just not convenient. That place is so inconvenient. Yeah. For what all has to happen with media days and those types of things. Access to the host, you know, you've got the fan experience, you've got all these None of it can be out there. Literally none of it. I will I will pay my cousin to stay in his spot until they have the all-star game there. Just so I don't <laughs> have to deal with that shit. If I were him, I'd I would rent my place out that weekend. No, nope, don't and be as far as I could be from there. Oh, are you kidding me? He just got off the wait list for season tickets. His ass is going to be in the stadium for that game. They're going to put auxiliary press boxes in the rooftops across the street that can't see 80% of the field. Yeah, That's where the auxiliary the press box are going to be. <laughs> going to be at the convention center in Rosemont. Yeah. <laughs> go up to go up to the top of Sears Tower. We'll give you coins so you can <laughs> you, <laughs> you can see inside the stadium. God. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a horrible place for it. It's yeah. I mean, just going to a playoff game there was terrible. I can imagine. I, I trying to put on a World Series there had to be an absolute nightmare for Major League Baseball. Yeah, great for TV. It looks pretty on TV. It will Not fun for the players or anyone else, but it looks pretty on TV. LA is going to be a nightmare this year for that. Yeah, you just just plan on leaving two hours after the game and get there five hours before. Well, you have to get there five hours before anyway. It's yeah, right. You just have a have a scooter or something nearby that you can park your car and then go travel around that way with that. That's yeah, the uh, that's the that. way to do it. Yeah, that's that's how you have to do it for that. But yeah, I I, I want I don't know what the next big event that can come through here would be at that level. The, you know, the NASCAR, the PGA. I don't know what the next big thing could possibly be that is going. Well, to I, I will say too, they can't get some of these too because they just don't have the, the what hurts is the facilities and there's you know, they don't have a building that can hold the final four they don't have a building that can hold you know a big showcase type college football game uh, unfortunately we don't have those facilities um, mm -hmm. we would have to build a, a brand new stadium would have to be built and while it's it's wonderful to have a building like they have for events like the royal rumble uh, mm -hmm. And for major concerts that can that want to seat sixty thousand, they're great to have, but it's not. You're not going to get the 
ROI needed to build a $2 billion stadium down there, which is what you need to have those types of, event, of events. But, you know, they get regionals and just try to find any kind of event that you can bring to the area uh, that uh, that can bring tourism downtown, any kind of a major event that can bring good attention uh, I mean, to the area. You know, they had a half a billion dollars that they could have put towards help building and renovating the dome. And that seems to be lost right now in the city of St. Louis somewhere. They, uh, no rush. No rush. They don't know where that money is. I, we know the check was written. And now, it, you know, it was, just, cashed. It was deposited. Right. right. Like, you uh, just misplaced that somewhere. And now it's, oh, it was in the bank. I don't know where. I don't know where it went. This is pretty much going how I expected it to go. I, I, that's the thing about that <laughs> issue is that when it happened, everybody said, oh, that money is going to get lost or spent on something stupid. And to, I mean, every, like the news came out like that should have been such a big story. And people were like, oh, OK, yeah. It, yeah, that's that's what we knew was going to happen with that. Right. Like Literally nobody, nobody is fighting. shocked by any of that. Nope, fully expected it just to be bitching and pissing and moaning about who gets what. I did yeah. this. I need it for this. I need it for that. Let me get my cut. Where's my cut? And uh, yeah, the leadership in charge in the county and the city didn't really give you very much great enthusiasm that things would be moving in a positive direction anytime Un soon. And here unreal. we are, right? Right where we unreal. expected. I think that's kind of why everybody was pissed at the settlement. Like, they're just going to piss the money away, right? So yeah. let's just go for broke here and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be just no. the same. Well, we do have the uh, attorneys yeah. figured it out. You think they divvied theirs up already? Oh yeah, that was uh, yeah. They 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 all had a real good Christmas with that uh, with that settlement <laughs> money. Yeah, they they're watching don't... the news from their yacht. Like, look at these idiots! They can't right. Like, out we knew this the day we the day you when they <laughs> ran to sign the settlement. We knew that's exactly what was going to happen. You should have seen how happy they were. <laughs> we we knew where this was headed. Everybody God. walked out with their own bag. It was great. Right. <laughs> they brought their own pens. They were. Really? <laughs> God. Oh, John, I know you're a big golf guy. This uh, this live tour, LIV tour, 54 tour, whatever the hell they want to call it. I don't think anybody knows. I didn't realize it was the LIV stood for 54 until Claves told me on Tuesday. That's how in the dark I was about that. That's it's how very, great their marketing's been. So you and I are both wrestling guys. I don't think that shocks anybody listening. We are both well aware of how how, how that Saudi money is spent and how attractive it is. Mm -hmm. And when it, when it comes to WWE running events and running several events over in uh, Saudi for so many years, are you at all surprised by how this has taken off with their first event this week and the way that uh, everything's been handled in what way players, just the, I mean, the players leaving for it. And the, the way that the PGA has reacted, the way the play, the, the name, the big name players that have just decided, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to that money. Like that's, that's where my future is. That's where I'm going to get the big, the biggest bag. And that's, that's, I'm, that's what I'm doing. I think the PGA Tour took them for granted, uh, and uh, they didn't believe that they would take the money. Look, yeah, we know what WWE is doing with them, and we know why they're bringing WWE over there, because 
it gives them a positive look. Look at what is happened with WWE. For those who don't know, women wrestling matches now happen over there. Women couldn't be on the first show that they had over in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Now they're having matches, multiple matches on the show. Women are in the audience. These are like that has they, they've used WWE to kind of change things from a social perspective, at least the perception of what goes over there and things have. So I mean, like that's an improvement. They've used the WWE to show that. Uh, and now what they're going to do is they're going to buy every professional golfer that they possibly can to come over. And, you know, Dustin Johnson had one line. He said one line and that it doesn't matter about anything that was said in the, in the news conferences the last couple of days. His quote was, I have to do what's best for me and my family. Well, if I, you're going to give me hundred million dollars in guaranteed money, as opposed to me trying to make towns on flights and checking in hotels and renting cars and paying my caddy a cut and paying my agent a cut. And then I have to go out there and play to win my money. And if I don't make the cut, then I'm not getting paid and my sponsorship dollars change and all that stuff happened. Or I can go over here and they're going to write me a check. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really, really challenging as an individual. Vince McMahon gets paid, what is it, $50 million every time they go over there? Mm-hmm. Okay, that gets spread around every talent that goes over there. His production crew, the, I imagine by now they have their just own stuff over there. They just leave a ring over there. There's no point in bringing one. They probably bought one for him. They probably didn't even have to fund that. Um, but, when, man, if somebody's going to hand you $150 million, $125 million, and you have to go home, you're like, hey, Nikki, look, I've got this over here. That they're going to write me a check and it doesn't matter if I shoot 80 tomorrow or not, or we can keep doing and living this life where I'm going to have to play, you know, 15, 20 events to make my sponsors happy and to do this and to do that. And if I don't win and I don't play up to a certain level, then our funds are going to change. What do you think we should do? They, uh, yeah. And they, you know, Dustin Johnson is probably the best golfer that's over there right now. Uh, But the biggest name is Phil Mickelson, who has had quite a uh, quite a last few years with uh, with, you know, a lot of stuff coming out about him. But you know what? He went over there and he uh, he went full Hollywood Hulk Hogan. On him for, uh, for <laughs> I, <love> <laughs> I, I mean, all black, uh, black sunglasses, went with the black hat with his own logo on it. And for some reason was wearing the master's logo on his, uh, on his jacket too. I, I thought that was an odd touch to go with the master's logo, which I imagine he's going to be welcome back there next year to, uh, to play. He didn't play this year because of all the controversy surrounding him too. But I mean, all black and the scruff too. He even went with the, uh, the, the scruffy like beard the scruff. look. So he, you know, he, he went there and that's, that's their Hollywood Hogan. That's, he is, uh, he, he went over the, he went full NWO for his, uh, for his first. Well, and doesn't this whole thing just remind you of maybe a little bit of what WCW did in, in the late in the mid nineties, but also what's going on now with AEW because AEW has that, they have a mega, mega amount of money with the people who are actually running the company and you've got another company who's like, those guys aren't going to go over there. Those guys aren't going to, we don't have anything to worry about that. And then all of a sudden their biggest stars are all of a sudden walking over there and showing up on TV and now Mm -hmm. they're exploding. The whole thing just, it, it 
fits perfectly into a pro wrestling into pro wrestling, except I don't think the PGA tour is going to react like the WWE and Vince McMahon would, which would be go for blood completely. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the thing. Like, I I think right now you want to use the wrestling comparison We're we're going to AEW next week. They're in town. And uh, right now they're getting, they're spending a lot of money. And I think Vince McMahon just looks at that and goes, let them spend whatever they want. They can't keep doing it forever. The Saudis can keep doing that forever. <laughs> they, they they can keep spending and spending and spending as much as they want. And that money's not running out anytime soon. So that definitely is a possibility. But the thing, the biggest thing is there are no TV networks right now that'll air that. Not yet. But who who makes that first jump? Uh, Fox? Well, there's certainly a lot more the talent that has all had popped up there in the last two weeks is a lot more than would have been there the first time they came up and, and mentioned anything about a television contract with somebody. Yeah. But now you look at it and it's like, well, everybody that everyone wants to watch on television with the exception of Tiger Woods is, uh, is going to be in the other place. And, you know, they're going to have a little bit more freedom over there to do, to be, you know, from a personality standpoint, like they don't have to worry about certain things when they're playing, when they've got guaranteed money than you do on the PGA tour, where they've got all these rules about the way that you're supposed to actually behave and you can't go out there and, you know, be you necessarily. These guys seem like they just, they're being them now. Like Phil, I mean, Phil, yeah. Phil is Hulk. This is Hollywood Hogan. Completely. This is who I am. And this, he doesn't have to live up to some sort of an image to a sponsor anymore. Yeah. There's something I that's mean... liberating about that. Because you're making $50 million from them. You don't need sponsors. What do you need yeah. a sponsor for? You're good. You have guaranteed money. They might have more fun over there. Play more relaxed because they don't have all of these things. And it may become, with it being a 54-hole event, no cuts it might be a better product on television. They might be able to make it a more fun product, kind of like AEW and WCW were when they were the opposite product of WWE. They need to, uh, yeah, they, you need to find somebody on TV and you look at around it, who all of the, uh, who the PGA has right now, as far as TV sponsors go or TV, I guess, partners go, I should say that they don't, there's maybe Fox is out there. Maybe that's the, the one, maybe that's what you, what you put it on, but they uh, they need to figure that out pretty quick because I don't know where you you're where anyone's watching. I mean, what, how many people are watching off the United States right now anyway? When Tiger's not playing and it's right. not a major event, what are what like first time though? People are going to be curious. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know what? They're going to find out that the caliber of the. Here's the difference between like all these other professional United States leagues. And we're talking about wrestling, which is a scripted television program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's look at it from a sports perspective. The XFL has tried it. The USFL tried it. It was that other league that tried it. And the problem is with professional sports, unless you're going to get the stars, there's not enough talent. Like there's good enough players that it's okay, but there's not enough talent in the world of sports for there to be a competing football, baseball, basketball, hockey league or soccer or i mean i like we can't use soccer because there's so many in europe but there, there's not enough and then the xfl is not going to start pulling nfl players out of there no. and neither is you know a competing league in any other sport but they did like they just pulled 
some of the biggest, not just stars, but some of the better personalities that are on the PGA Tour. They pulled them. They pulled yeah. the studs, the people, the people you want to watch on television. Yeah, that's what's different. They, the PGA Tour better not just sit there and, and take it because, like you said, they have endless funds. Yeah, and their be, next one is their next exist as long as they want. Is the next big major is that next weekend? Uh, the next is it weekend, Father's Day weekend. Father's Day weekend, yes, correct. Is the U.S. Okay. Open? Is that that's the U.S. Open? Because they, they changed around all of the uh, they they changed around when the because they the moved the U.S. or then they moved the PGA up, right? Yeah, they moved the PGA up because of the FedEx. Okay, with everything else at the end of the year. So that's so next weekend is uh that's where is that? I don't even know where the. I don't remember. I know that's uh, it's not it's not Tiger's it's not, not playing, so I probably won't watch much of it. That's where I am. Like, no, Tiger's not playing in the U.S. Open. He's hoping to play in the in the uh, in the Open Championship, known uh, as the British Open in the United States. It's, uh, United States. It appears that it is going to be next uh, next weekend. Does it say Brookline, Massachusetts, the uh, the Country okay. Club in Brookline, Massachusetts, for that uh, next weekend? So. But yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of where I am. Like, unfortunately, you know, golf is like a lot of sports in the United States. It's got a personality problem. Mm-hmm. They have a big personality problem. And I hate to tell people, I was one who watched the PGA Tour on a weekly basis, watched every second I possibly could before Tiger. And now watching it after Tiger, it's impo- It's very hard <laughs> to watch it after Tiger because mm-hmm. he made it fun. And he yeah. was a personality. And, he, and Phil was fun. And he was a personality. And now... You know, it's just, it's different. It's not horrible. The play is the best it's ever been in the history of the game. Yeah. But they are, uh, it, it, to watch on it is, it is funny though. I, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Alan Shipnuck of, uh, who covers uh, golf for SI, I guess was at the press conference earlier today and, uh, at Phil Mickelson's press conference and claims that he was muscled out, claims that oh. he was removed from the, uh, from the the press conference and texted Greg Norman and said a couple of your, he said, I was muscled out by a couple of your goons. He goes, I kept my cool and deescalated the situation. Please call me to discuss. Greg Norman said, I did not text him back. I did not hear about this. Thank you for letting me know. Um, There was a guy filming the filming, this reporter being removed and Greg Norman is standing there watching the whole thing happen. (laughs) He, uh, it is, it, it be, this whole thing, it is, the one thing that it has done is made really, it's made really bad, it made Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson look like really bad people. Yeah. No, it's, it's, and with them being the two guys at the forefront of this thing is like, whoever is going to be those guys, they were screwed. I think. Yeah. And they took it. And, but again, if you don't have guys at that level, then this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So you didn't need those guys. But yeah, Greg Norman seems to have been the guy that was put out there as the shield. <laughs> Just go out there and you take all the bullets for us, please. And then we'll be ready. We'll be good to go on this side. Yeah. Oh, 
Hey, this is uh, this is Weekend Joe Driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota. Um, I, I we we are recording this Thursday night, so I don't want to say who the guest is. I don't want to just come out and say it. So we're, we are supposed to be joined by Eddie Kingston coming up next. So if uh, if you see that there on the rundown, that's who's coming up next. If not, then something happened and we didn't get a chance to record with him. And then you're just going to hear a couple commercials and we're going to go right into crack slippers. So look at what the rundown says. And that's how you know if we have a guest or not coming up. This is the world of podcasting, John. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what this is. Far Far, uh, far cry from the radio days when you you figured that the you were going to call a guest during the break. No, I am waiting about uh, I, I think about fifteen hours from when we are recording right now to when I am scheduled to interview Eddie Kingston. So that's how this is uh, that's how this is working. But very excited to talk to him. That's uh, very excited to talk with Eddie Kingston, a, uh, AEW star and Glory Pro Wrestling legend Eddie Kingston. So we'll uh, ho- hopefully he's he's on the other side of this uh, of this break as we are brought to you each and every week by Munganass St. Uh, St. Louis Acura Munganass Alton Toyota. This is Weekend Joe on ClavesOnline.com. Swung on and missed. He got him with the patented Wainwright curveball. All season long, the Cardinals are celebrating the career and legacy of Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina. On Saturday, June 11th, the Cardinals host the Reds, and that day, 25,000 fans ages 16 and older will take home one of their replica championship rings thanks to Ameren, Illinois. Be surprised at the gates when you receive a wearable ring from 2004, 2006, 2011, or 2013. That's Saturday, June 11th. Get your tickets today at cardinals.com. Sunday is Family Fun Day at Butch Stadium. On Sunday, June 12th, the Cardinals host the Reds. That day, 10,000 kids ages 15 and younger entering with a ticket will take home their very own Nolan Arenado jersey. This red mesh pullover jersey features the popular third baseman's nickname, Nato. Come early for free frozen treats in the Ford Plaza, thanks to Prairie Farms. That's Sunday, June 12th. Get your tickets today at cardinals.com slash promotions. You are listening to Weekend Joe here on ClabesOnline.com, sponsored by Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body is at 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. And hey, they will work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. If you're in a collision with a deer or anything else, uh, Collinsville Auto Body will help you out, as I can speak to from past experience. Plus, I've known the family that's owned Collinsville Auto Body for at least the past 20 years now, maybe even even longer. And I can tell you that it's good people doing great work at Collinsville Auto Body, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville, another fine sponsor here of Weekend Joe. Hey, welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. We got AEW Dynamite coming in to Chaffetz Arena coming up on Wednesday. Second time that AEW has come through St. Louis, but I'm joined now by a guy who everyone in St. Louis is well aware of due to uh, the many matches that he's had with Glory Pro Wrestling here in town. He is AEW star Eddie Kingston. What's going on, Eddie? How are you? I'm good, man. First off, uh, what a great introduction that little introduction thing yeah. you guys have. That was a uh, that was real professional. It is real, man. It's stuff <laughs> I, you know, it's stuff I couldn't do that shit to save my life. But yeah. we got we, we got somebody that put it all together, and it gets uh, it gets a lot of compliments. Uh, and yeah, I, you know, you what? Got, man, it it came on. I said, oh, 
and the Cardinals <laughs> are on this. I'm, I said, oh. You could okay. sit me in. You could sit me in front of like three, four computer screens for ten hours, and I couldn't come up with something half as good as that. Well, my girlfriend has to give me her laptop so I could do this and hook it up, <laughs> and then she runs off screen back to the room. She's in the room right now, probably listening, like just shaking her head. Yeah, but she has to do this every time. By the way, every time. Eddie- I was gonna, Eddie. I have uh, so before working with Glory Pro for the last uh, four or five years, and then before that, I worked with Road Warrior Animal. We worked on a podcast together. I oh, believe yeah. you are the only uh, person that I have come that I can say I've taken a bump from. I don't know if you remember it. I was a little bigger and I had almost no hair and no beard. But back uh, back at Glory Pro when uh, when they were doing the shows at Collinsville, you and Paco were doing a uh, a thing together. We were doing a backstage <laughs> bit where Paco was running away from you and you just ran right up and pushed me off the screen into a wall. And I was not expecting that one bit. And I was just like, well, damn. Okay. And that was uh, one of the first times that I got to meet Eddie Kingston and realize what he was all about. I would apologize, but uh, it's in the past. I can't change it. That's the way I look at things. Hey, <laughs> I, I know didn't, people, I... people look at that like I'm an asshole for that, but I'm like, look, what it, I, I can apologize, but I can't change it. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought at the time I was I was shocked by it, but afterwards, like you stood there and you cut a promo, and I was like, okay, damn, like we can't redo that. That was too good. Like, <laughs> oh, thank you, man. thank you. Uh, I like to also give out. I know we're talking about Glory Pro. Yeah, uh, people know I have a rich history with the independents because you know they kept me fed for years. So I also want to give a shout out to St. Louis Anarchy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The guys over there. And, uh, you know, I've wrestled for them, too, out in St. Louis and all that. And uh, I think it was called uh, – I can't believe I'm forgetting the name. I had so much fun there. And Dynamo? Near, what happened? Dynamo? Was that I don't it? Know if it was that, you know what? I think it wasn't St. Louis. It was probably Kansas City. I'm getting confused. <laughs> I know that's wrong. I know that's wrong. I get it. I know, guys. I know. <laughs> now you, uh, so I mean, you've been now with AEW for a few years, but you still do hit up all those indie dates, and you're still doing all of that. How important is that to to you and a lot of the guys back at back there at stage at AEW to keep those relationships and keep working those indie dates that made you guys that put you guys on the map? Well, I can't really speak for nobody else because there's a lot of people in the locker room I don't like. Uh, I make that pretty obvious, even on screen. People are like, oh, Eddie, you're so real. I go, no, I just do what I would do in real life. So who's my friends is the same as in real life. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, for a lot of guys, it's so they can get reps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and also give back. For me, it's all about giving back. I don't care about reps. I've been doing this for 20 years. You know what I mean? To me, if I need reps, then something's wrong. Right. But uh, as the girlfriend walks by, I see you, babe. See, it works. Anyway, uh, she's giving me a look. Anyway, uh, I do it for places that have kept me fed and kept me bo- booked for many years. So if you see me at an indie show, there's really two reasons for it. Uh, one, I like the promoter or the booker, which is very rare. So uh, I just have a problem with authority. Uh, and the second most important reason is because these people were there for me mm-hmm. during a, a, a long career out on the independence. You know what I mean? And I wasn't the easiest person to get along with. You know what I mean? Back, Especially back then when I was younger and filled with more piss and vinegar than I am now. But I still have a lot, trust me. But, 
You know, I mean, they all these people stood by me, like Glory Pro, like St. Louis Anarchy, like uh, AAW in Chicago, AIW in Ohio, and and there's so many more beyond. I can go on and on. Beyond Wrestling is another one. There's so many more that I can say that I don't want to say because I know I'm going to forget somebody, but <laughs> they know who they are. So that's why it's so important to me to go out there and you know give back. Mm-hmm. And that attitude that you that you have and that persona that you have, I think it should not come as any surprise to anybody that you and Mox get a well get along so well because he gives off that same vibe. I've never I think I've met him once. I, I can't remember what our conversation was like, but I mean, in AEW, he gives off that same vibe as you do, where it's just, you know, you're gonna be real and don't don't mess with you, you know, either in in real life, I mean, Gee, the fact that you guys just walk through the crowd and nobody comes anywhere near you, I think, uh, says a lot about both of uh, the respect that both of you guys have garnered over the years. Me, me and Moxie uh, have very similar ideals on life, not just wrestling. Also, he's he's my, believe it or not, he's my calm. So, like, he, him and uh, Ortiz, who I call Monkey, that's his nickname is Monkey. Uh, those two guys have saved my job many a times when old Eddie wants to creep back in and just start smacking and swinging at people because I believe they're disrespectful or, or whatever. You know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. difference of opinion. And uh, I, sometimes I don't know how to use my words in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I just want to start throwing. You know what I mean? That's what I'm used to is just throwing. But, uh, yeah, my relationship with Mox is – that's what it is. We we both believe in a lot of the same things. He's just quieter. And uh, he just, I don't have to worry about holding him mm-hmm. from going over the edge. He's him and Monkey are there for me, you know. Also, I think I'm the only one that busts his balls. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people get, I've heard a lot of people come up to me and go, oh, man, I've never seen anyone talk to Mox like that or you know, you guys talk to each other like I've never seen. I'm like, yeah, because I know the guy. What, what are you talking about? Right. You know I mean? He does that. He's, he's intimidating. Not to me, though, but he's intimidating. So how does that work then with, with, with a guy like Brian Danielson, who you've known? I mean, how long have you known Brian Danielson? Well, as I've long known, as my, or... just, uh, longer than Mox. Really? I've known Brian, and Brian's been a piece of shit since I've met him. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you guys and be like, "Oh yeah, we're best buds." No, I don't. Brian, in my opinion, is should be on so many uh, on just on a lot of Mount Rushmores for mm. wrestling. You could go Independence. You can go now. You know what I mean. You could go if you're talking about technical wrestlers. You know what I mean. All this stuff. Brian's in the goat discussion with anybody, but I'm not a mark. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. If I think you're a bad person or uh, for Brian, I think he's a judgmental prick. He judges people. So I don't like Brian. There you go. There it is. What, so it, it, now that you guys are all kind of aligned, you're all working together against uh, Jericho and his new appreciation society. <laughs> yeah. You have uh, you have Regal now involved in that too. Did you know him? Did you have any interaction with him before? I'm trying to think when your paths might have crossed along the ways uh, before AEW. I tell you right now, Mr. Regal, when he was working for WWE, kept his eye on the independence. I believe that was his job. I believe, I don't know, don't quote me on that. But he 
he knew of me and and he was a supporter believe it or not he was another guy that was like eddie just lose a little weight eddie don't don't curse out every promoter because you know you don't like them or something and i'm just sitting there like well they didn't pay me the money that they said you know all that stuff but he was there i also ran into him when i had a tryout uh years ago and uh he was just very good to me. So I, I remember stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, when it comes to the whole, uh, what are they, Blackpool Combat Club? I don't even really. Yeah. Whatever it is, right? Uh, I love Mox. That's my road dog. That's the dude I ride and die with forever. Mr. Regal, I respect. You, as a youngin' who I like. And uh, and then there's Brian. I'm not mad. that Again, Mox can have other friends. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't mean I have to like them or hang out with them. So when you're, uh, you know, you, you, you're working with all, all, all these guys and you're talking about the history with Regal, was there ever a moment where you thought you were going to come close to signing with the other, with the other company uh, this, you know, years ago, whenever that might've been? Uh, they never gave me any inkling that they wanted me. Mm-hmm. So I never really thought I was ever going to go there or even get a look at, uh, I got to look at more seriously after my match with Cody when I debuted. And, uh, yeah, there was consideration. You know what I mean? There was definitely consideration. But, uh, no, nah, my mom was a big factor. Me and her talked about it. I had both, you know, I had a chance to pick and choose. I got lucky which, which place I wanted to go. And my mom was just like, look, you ain't going to be happy. At WWE, that that was her feeling, and she's an outsider, so she don't know any of the ins and outs or any of the rumors or any of the clickbait stuff. So she, just her saying that made me go, okay, yeah, definitely AEW, and it was the best choice of my life. When you made your debut against Cody, one of the things that I think jumped out at a lot of wrestling fans was your work on the microphone, which if anybody had ever seen you on the indies, they should know that you, you know how to talk. <laughs> when is yeah. the last time you got in trouble for something you said on a, uh, on a microphone? Huh? I've been pretty good lately. I've been pretty good. I've been, probably my for debut for my debut. There's a little, you know, a little inside baseball story here. I went out there. I started talking, you know, shit to Cody and, and to Arn. And I called them Cody Rhodes. And at the time, they didn't have the Rhodes name. So my first day at the job, uh, Tony Khan runs out and goes, hey, we got to redo it. But before he runs out, now I'm full Eddie Kingston mode. Now I'm turned up a thousand. You know what I mean? And uh, I feel someone tap me and I turn over and I go, what the fuck do you want? And I go, oh, hey, Tony. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah, I mean, that was probably the last time I had to be stopped or said, hey, don't don't say that. You know what I mean? They usually give me the guidelines before I start. Just now. what not to say? Yeah, certain yeah, words. Yeah, I don't, like you that. know what okay. I mean? Yeah. With most people, they go, hey, make sure you say this, 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 and this. For me, they go, hey, make sure you don't say this, 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 or this. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So when it comes to the guys on AEW that, you know, when, when they have a microphone in their hand, you, you pay attention. I, I'd love to know what your thought, when you see, when you see Max Caster come out, when you see the acclaimed come out and they, they work all of their insults and everything into the rap, 
is that it's you know do you do you like that is that clever to you or do you just like how you know just going off the cuff what do you uh, no no it's, it's very it's very clever what caster does it doesn't mean i like him or i think he's good but it's very clever what he does i'm more of a bowens fan anyway but you know i do enjoy it though i do get a chuckle out of it especially when he made fun of mox's wife and ah uh, I tell you right now, the kid had a pop eardrum. That's all I'm going to say. After the <laughs> I'm not going to say if I if I did it or Mox did it. One of us did it, and uh, you know, just be careful what you say. <laughs> you could know I mean? be cute all day, but it may get you messed up. That's it. So he's just going out there, and he's he's just saying whatever. You guys, I mean, you guys are around the TVs in the back, and you don't know what he's about to about no. to say or who he's about to rip on. No, I tell you right now, I do give him credit. I don't like the kid. But I do give him credit. When he's going out there, the whole locker room knows. Because we want to hear what he's going to say. Yeah. Also, I just want to hear what he's going to say to get himself beat up. <laughs> you know Are you mean? telling me that, uh, that, that when he got the popped eardrum, that wasn't the first time that he, uh, he got in trouble in the back? He's never gotten in trouble in the back, but he's gotten in trouble in the ring. Oh. If you, you'll see some certain shots being thrown that you go, oh. Okay, that I gotta go back and watch. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch that match now. Yeah, I give him credit for being a tough kid, though. Yeah, he's a tough kid. Not not good. Not I don't not not saying not good. You have to be good to be part of AEW. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I just don't like him. What uh, what <laughs> flavor? What flavor bang is that that you're drinking right now? Uh, Star Blast. Okay, you you turned me onto the Rainbow Unicorn. You got me. Uh, you got yeah, me. Yeah, I used a to call it Kiss Unicorn because I didn't know it was called Rainbow <laughs> for a while. So I was like, yeah. Uh, someone asked me what it was, and instead of me just reading the label, I went, ah, yeah, yeah, Piss Unicorn, and I walked by the guy. There, you get yourself a uh, deal with uh, with Bang and and promote the hell out of it uh, that way. Get to get a marketing deal. Not me, man. Yeah. Whatever AEW tells me to market. <laughs> yeah, I got a job. I got a job. You know what I mean? If AEW tells me we're going to market uh, something else, not a bang, I'll be like, yeah, sure, man. Give me it. I don't, let me, I, uh, the, uh, the, the last, uh, the last pay-per-view you guys, uh, you guys had, you had that arena anarchy in the arena match. And uh, I, I gotta say, you, you came out with a, uh, with a thing of gasoline. And poured it. I mean, and now in today, in 2022, that might have been one of the most expensive uh, stunts that's been pulled in wrestling history. Taking, yeah, it was uh, about, yeah, it was yeah. about a good, yeah, it was a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> that I wasted. Well, not really wasted. If I if I got my chance, but yeah, it was a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, we've seen promotions destroy cars and stuff like that. I mean, you're going out there dumping gasoline all over the ring. It's yeah. Yeah, I had to kind of apologize to Tony Khan a little bit. I don't like apologizing, but I kind of do it in a, you know, roundabout way. I had to apologize to him for, you know, wasting that much gas. And now we're not going to see it. It's uh, Blood and Guts isn't for uh, another couple weeks. We're not going to see it here in St. Louis on Wednesday. But given, you know, we've talked about the guys that you run with. We've talked about just, you know, the with having Regal there in your in your corner. When you are getting ready for a match like Blood and Guts, is that something that excites Eddie Kingston getting into a, a cage and getting into a situation like that? Yeah, of course. I like to fight. I like to wrestle and I like to fight. But I just haven't been able to wrestle wrestle because I'd rather 
punch Chris Jericho and everyone else in the face. I don't want to <laughs> grapple with them or suplex them. I just want to punch them, gouge their eye, break their nose, maybe grab the Adam's apple, all the dirty stuff that you learn in the street. You know what I mean? Grab their crotch, you know, all that stuff. I'd rather do that. You know, uh... and, and like you said, I think I believe blood and guts is like you said, is a couple weeks away. But in St. Louis, we have Chris Jericho versus Ortiz, hair versus hair. I was going to say, is, are you going to have Jericho's hair to pull onto at that blood and guts match, or is it going to be completely I gone? Not. I hope not. I hope it's gone. Like, oh, oh, me and Ortiz talked about this and Santana. And we were all sitting there, and, and Santana and Ortiz know Jericho better than I do. So I'm just about scarring the guy. You know what I mean? I just want to scar him a little bit so, like, when he looks in the mirror and he sees something on his face or on his body that's scarred, he can go, oh, that was Eddie Kingston. You know what I mean? They they just want to embarrass him. Bad. You know what I mean? Like, when I talk to them, they want to – and Santana was the one that was like, yo, he loves his hair. And we were talking and on the phone, and Ortiz was like, yeah, oh, okay, okay. And then we just talked, and we came up with the idea of how to mess with Chris. And uh, now we got the match, and now Ortiz is. I'm confident in my man. I'm confident in my dude monkey's gonna take it and you know shave him bald. That'll be uh, that. That'll be something to see. I don't think I've ever seen a hair versus hair match in person. So I'm. Uh, oh I'm man, it's, from, it's, yeah. it's gonna have be you been wild. a part? Have you been a part of any? I yeah, mean, obviously I wrote, you don't I have wrote, hair, but I mean to no, go I, out when I, when I did have hair with my old partner Blackjack. Yeah, at Chikara years ago, we lost our hair. When so and then it. you just kept you just kept it short ever since then. Oh, it was already short, but it was a little bit puffier. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? But no, my it was mostly because my uh, partner Blackjack had this long, long hair. So when we made the match, he was like, "Man, if we lose, you just get a haircut." Yeah. If if I I get my whole head shaved, I was like, eh. "That's <laughs> I have told." Care. I, I am not about to get into the ring at Glory Pro, but I have told Corey that if if somehow I ever happen to get involved with anything ring-related, I told him I, I'd be willing to to dish out or give out what uh, what, what I, you know, if, if there is a hair versus hair. I've told him that I, I'm, I'll put it on the line in some aspect. I don't Just know why whatever, you guys want to do that. I can't Whatever's best for the like company. That. Whatever's best for the company. I, I would, I'll uh, give you yeah. that. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so, St. Louis too. Like, like you said, you you haven't seen the hair versus hair in person, but uh, St. Louis has a rich history of professional wrestling, and I know there's probably been a couple of hair versus hair matches. And, oh yeah, you know you had you, you had Bruiser Brody out there in St. Louis for years. Like that guy's inspired so many of us. You know what I mean? And, and you had the, I believe St. Louis was like an NWA stronghold, like. The wrestling the at the chase. Was, yeah. Yeah. Wrestling at the chase. Yeah. So, like, that's another thing I love about AEW is that I get to travel to all these places that has such, and I like the history of pro wrestling. I just like it. Just being able to be in different places and, and know and learn the history of who wrestled there. Like, for instance, when I wrestled for Glory Pro, I, I forgot the name of the place. The, the South, South Broadway Athletic Club. Yes, I found yeah. out Brody and everybody used to wrestle there. Yeah, all their pictures are up there on the yeah. uh, on the back wall. Yeah. So like I feel like they're they I know it's weird, but I feel like their ghosts are there. You know what I mean? Like their spirits are there. So and I feel the same way anytime we go to any city or 
town that has a rich wrestling history, you know? Yeah. No, those guys probably had to climb up those same tiny little stairs and yep. go up. And <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I can only it. imagine Big Brody doing that or Flair doing that. Like I can. Right. Like, I mean, I, you know, I walk up those and I'm not, I'm not a big guy, but I walk up those. I'm like, damn, this thing's about to break. And then you get, yeah, you get someone like Jake something that's walking. I'm like, I don't know how that thing doesn't just snap on on him. (laughs) It's, uh, it's unreal. Well, Hey man, I am looking forward to seeing you and uh, seeing you and the rest of the, uh, the Blackpool combat club that you're, you're associated with now that you're fighting with. with. Yes. Yes, That you're fighting with. Me, uh, me. I'm by myself. I'm in no group. I have my friends. That's it. You yeah. know what I mean? PMP are my friends. Uh, uh, Penta is my friend. Mox is my boy. After that, it gets very blurry. And Dan- Danielson is what? What did you call? He smug. What? Did, what were the words? Smug, ju- judgmental prick. Okay, that was uh, that's what those were your words on, yeah, uh, on I don't Brian Danielson. All right. Yeah, put that on his headstone. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Eddie, man, thank you so much for the uh, for the time, and we will see you here in St. Louis uh, on Wednesday. No, thank you guys, man. I'm looking forward to it. You know, St. Louis has always been good to me, so I love it there. There he is, AEW star Eddie Kingston here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. I'm with the home loan experts James and Jason Gillespie. They have some great programs that are going on right now as we speak. Yes, there are so many opportunities for a client to save a lot of money. All you have to do is give us a call. School is out for summer. Let's celebrate at the ballpark with Teacher's Night on Monday, June 13th and Tuesday, June 14th. With the purchase of a special theme ticket, teachers will take home an exclusive Cardinals neoprene tote bag. And as a special treat, you'll receive a drink coupon for your first drink of the summer on us. For more information or to purchase, visit cardinals.com theme. Star Wars Night, presented by Topps Trading Card Company, returns to the ballpark on Wednesday, June 15th. With the purchase of a special themed ticket, fans will take home an exclusive Star Wars themed baseball tee. Characters from the 501st Legion will be on hand for photo ops, and a portion of the proceeds from each ticket sold will be donated to Stand Up to Cancer. Get your Star Wars Night tickets at cardinals.com slash theme. At St. Louis Acura, new inventory is arriving daily, both new and pre-owned. Our buying team adds a higher level of personalized service that others can't match. We sell over 100 pre-owned vehicles monthly, and many of these are matched by our buying teams in Missouri and Illinois. As new Acura production ramps up, be one of the lucky ones to try the newest Type S models now available. Performance has never been so stylish and comfortable. St. Louis Acura remains committed to becoming better than ever for you. Final segment here, Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota. Hey, head on over to stlouisacura.com, serving the St. Louis area since 1986. Clayton Patterson, your guy over there, will uh, take good care of you. And uh, they uh, actually everybody there is going to take good care of you because they're the nation's only 30-time Acura Precision Team winner over there at Munganass St. Louis Acura, 13720 Manchester Road. You go to the website, stlouisacura.com, and you can see all of the uh, cars that they have there on the showroom floor and on the lot. And you can especially see some of the new 2022 Acura MDXs that they have 
there uh, for you. New arrivals coming in each and every week, and they have a uh, they got a nice gold colored MDX uh, out there, gold exterior, John. Uh, go uh, go check that out at uh, stlouisaccurate.com. You will you will stick out driving uh, driving that the MDX that they have for you over at Munganas St. Louis Acura, the title sponsor here of Weekend Joe and a uh, longtime sponsor of us here at Claves Online. Um, uh, before I get to uh, only one crack slipper on the uh, on the show today, but big week for me next week. Um, big weekend, really. This this weekend into uh, into next week. So I, I feel like I'm going back in time into a, a time machine because this weekend I'm going to see Jurassic Park movie. I'm going to see the final Jurassic World. Jurassic movie. World. Yeah, Jurassic World Dominion. And then on Tuesday I'm going to see the uh, the Dixie Chicks, uh, or just now they're just the Chicks. Going Can't to say see Dixie. Them. It's uh, offensive. Yeah, they're they're just the chicks now. They're at uh, and they are they are playing a concert at Riverport Amphitheater. Um, Nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> St. Louis of you. No one knows what it's really called. <laughs> and then um, and then on on Wednesday I'm going to see WCW. So it's a uh, it's a big throwback weekend for uh, no I'm sorry AEW AEW sorry um, okay. going to see That's that right. Right. yeah. Uh huh. Going to see that at the Checker Dome, uh, in downtown. <laughs> I don't think they have a, a Checker Dome. I see that's a reach. There is nothing you could put in for this one. Riverport is an actual place that is exactly yeah. the same as it was when the, it was made. Uh, I don't know. Oh, there is. I take that back. There are three. There is one WCW wrestler who will, who is in the company. Just one. No, night. there's two. Right. Well, AJ works. No, AJ is there one. Who? Who's two? Chris. Chris Jericho and Regal. Oh, I forgot about there's three. Tony Schiavone. Oh, Sting. Sting. Sting's hurt <laughs> right now. He's he's hurt right now. So I know, but he's in the company. So yeah. So yeah. I wasn't counting the announcers because you can announce, you can do that forever. And there's back there's backstage guys that are WCW guys too. There are. But yeah, there are still there are still three guys left that are yeah. Uh, and and two I'm of them are say there's more. I God, I'm gonna say that there's more. I worked at least one event. Is that the rule? Yeah. Make an appearance on TV. Big show. He's an announcer. Doesn't wrestle. He's he's wrestled matches there. He has. What one? When? I missed it. Was it when it was on elevation? I think it was on a pay-per-view. Oh, it was? I missed that. Against uh, QT Marshall. If, you, if, the, if that was the match, does it count? Yes. Ah, Dust, Dustin Rhodes. There Another you one. go. See? So, a lot more than I thought. Yeah. You you I went out it. there thinking, yeah. I'm looking. So what the way I'm going about this, I am looking at the final WCW pay-per-view to see who was all oh. on that card. Oof. And going off of uh, going off of that, that's greed, right? Yeah, uh, sin. Wait, was it sin? Sin. Sin, Yes. Yeah. Their plan was to do a pay per view after all of the. uh, Yeah, name one after like each one of those, and that uh, it it ended after one. So because the company (sighs) more than enough after after one. That's an ugly card. It's an ugly ending. That's when where Sid Vicious broke his leg. 
There's not a lot good going on. I'm just I'm looking at more of these uh, cards from their end here. A lot of dead guys, but a uh, lot of uh, Jesus. I'm just, I'm, I'm just I mean I'm being honest here. I, one of the matches in Star the final Starcade was Mike Awesome against Bam Bam Bigelow. Jeez, he Bam Bam was there for the last Starcade. Yes, in two thousand and one. I'm sorry, 2000, December of 2000. See? Yeah, it's Yeah, that's We got up to 5. We got up to uh we got up to 5 former WCW guys that are going to be there. Well, that are in the company. We yeah. know that we know one's going to be there. Very excited though to uh to see the new Jurassic World movie. The, the final it can't be the final one that's i cannot yeah, let that is, yeah. no i yeah there needs to be another series after this well there could be but you don't do it right away you got to wait some time <sighs> and then you got to figure out if you're going to go pre or next what, I mean, what do you do pre i don't know i guess you have to see how it ends to determine if it's going to be I mean, How do you do just... pre? Remember, in the very first Jurassic Park, the first time they showed up, all the dinosaurs were already there. Yeah. So you could pre. You do one they pre. I don't think. Yeah, you can't do like three pre. Well, yeah, you can. What do you think they grew in a day? <sighs> there weren't problems. Do you think everything went smashingly well for three or four years? And John Hammond didn't have any problems until that raptor killed the one guy. That was the first big lawsuit. <laughs> Apparently, there everything went perfectly. Yeah, the whole making of the dinosaurs and them growing up, no problems at all. I, that's that. You know what? Okay, now that you mention it, because he said because they had Island Number Two ready to go, and you saw Island Number Two in the second in Lost World. And then, they, you know, they had them grow up there and then they transfer them over to the main island. I'd like to know how they had the T-Rex grow up around all of those in the open area and then transferred that to the to the main island. That's that's what I you, need to see. You can tell the story. Okay. There's plenty of stories to be told. Uh, how, do you put you Jeff, how do you put Jeff Goldblum in those? <laughs> he's just eventually he's going to have to not be there. He's like the C-3PO of the Jurassic Park world franchise. He has to be in all the movies. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, he has to be. <laughs> I haven't watched. One. By the way, I haven't watched any Obi-Wan yet. Oh, is it worth oh, it? Really? Oh, my God. Yes. Well, if just know this. If it's Star Wars and John Favreau and Dave Filoni are the ones who are in charge of it, you should always watch it. If it's anyone else, uh, it's suspect. Okay. I don't go that deep to figure out who does all that stuff. Very, very, very good. Mm. Very good. It's John, I would have wrapped. It's yeah. better than Boba. Way better than Boba Fett was. Way. Better. I kind of stopped watching that. Yeah, the best. A lot of this too. I, I watch all of the. Fett's yeah. Not in it. <laughs> you see, I watch a lot of these with. Uh, I watch these with Hudson, and if he is not like all into it, then I mean, with with the first with Mandalorian, like it was appointment viewing. It was every two weeks. We sat down and we watched two episodes and that was, that was our thing every two weeks. Like he wanted to hold off and wait because he wanted there to be two episodes for us to watch. Uh, he didn't, he, he wasn't happy with just one hour of it. He wanted the two hours of it. And that's, that was what, what he said 
for it. And he actually went back on his own and rewatched all of Mandalorian. Like I walk in one day and he's on like episode three of Mandalorian. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I wanted to watch it again. And I was like, all right, like <laughs> have at it. It's like he, he was okay. Good for him. But yeah, I need to, I need to get him on that. I need to get him. He, he just, he hasn't been like so hooked and maybe that's just because I have him doing all this other crap this summer too. Uh, he had two, he had a baseball camp and a, uh, and a volleyball camp this week. Uh, nice. John, uh, there was a, a baseball camp that he went to and I saw older kids there, like 11 year old kids there, um, their baseball bags. The one kid had five different bats in his bag. Mm-hmm. That's well, not necessary at all. Five gloves, it? five gloves. Okay. Five bats. <laughs> stupid. Do the bats. Cause you know, we know our text about this when we were at least I can speak for me. Bats were like three different weights. They were. 30, 28, 30, and 32. That was it. You had three choices. Don't you have like a plethora of options now from a weight and length? Uh, the, oh, no, that you do, but you should know what you should be swinging. Having two bats, okay. Having, and the other, you know, maybe you play in two different leagues where like the, the rules, like you can only have like one certified one, one. Cert- okay. I get, but five is so over the top. I was over the top back in the day with a lot of the crap I had, but I still, I had, I had a game bat. I had a heavier bat that I would use in the cage. And then I had one old broken bat that I had rigged up so much. That was my, that was the uh, on deck weighted bat that I would, that it was broken, so I'd had duct tape on it. I had two donuts on it to make it twice as heavy, mm-hmm. and I, I just I rigged it up that much just for that purpose. And those were the three that I had. One of them is not game used, obviously. Two of them aren't game used. I'm not using the 34 ounce bat to to hit in the game. I had two bats, two gloves at that age. But again, like I, I would like to know two uh, a couple of things. You know, not just how old he is, but how many years he's been playing and at what level has he been playing? And like you just said, like, is there multiple leagues? And is it not not only the rules of the multiple leagues, but is the quality of player different in one league versus the other? Do you need a fast bat because he plays two years up in a division? And then for a lower league, he uses a heavier bat because it's easier for him. These are just questions. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just asking questions. These are all questions I'd like to ask this child. (laughs) I I got, yeah. I I asked, I saw one of my uh, (laughs) players there from the school that I coach at, and I asked him, and I know he he does a lot, and I asked him, and he kind of looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I was like, go, go check out. And I told him like what team jersey the kid was wearing, and I was like, go, go check him out. And he was like, yeah, that sounds really dumb. But if you go to a major national and i don't know how baseball works with tournaments and national things and that kind of stuff but the the you know something equal to a national qualifier that has 800 volleyball teams at it whatever baseball's version of that for a national qualifier is if you go there is that normal i don't know is that that the way that it is now and i never played at that level so i don't know i didn't play outside of the kirkwood league so i don't know but maybe I mean it's they they have access to equipment we didn't have access to, mm-hmm. and maybe we know. would have had it and been better if we had all of that stuff. 
We did. We had, I had, I, we all had the same damn TPX 3230, 3432, 3028. They were all the same damn bat. Everybody's had different colors. That was it. I, I had my D Marini. I was happy with that. See, they weren't there. You and I have a, I know. what are we, six years apart, seven years yep. apart, something like that? So there's a, that's a difference. That by the time it gets to you, things got a little bit more. You had you had more options than we mm-hmm. had. And these kids today, with every everything that they do, they have an incredible they have incredible opportunities and access to things that we couldn't have even thought of having when we were playing. And you played baseball in college, and I played golf. I I got I, I got to college and played a little bit of golf in college. Um, and the at every sport they can, they have, I would love to have access to the stuff that they have mm-hmm. today and see how good I could be, how good yeah. you could be. I mean, if you had the individual training that is accessible today that you didn't have accessible to you when you were 10, 11, 12, and the amount of teams that were available that are available now and programs that you didn't have and you got to college. Yeah. Yeah. Shows that kind of just how unnecessary all the other stuff was. But yeah, but it is you're gonna see soon to stay to stay competitive today. Those type and it's I hate it because I'm in it, but I but I'm in, I know what it is because I'm in it. To stay at that level, like what you did when you were a kid to get ready to go play in college, if you do that today, you won't make it. You wouldn't be good enough. You see, I think that's the if, but you can be. That's and that's the that's the argument that I, I guess is not. It's not something we will find out for a very long time, and it, it could be something that I end up, I end up breaking and, and doing all of the stupid stuff that's going on right now. But uh, hey, I don't have Andy here to do the intro to uh, Crack Slippers, but I'm going to go right into it. I'm going to transition Good, to it this way. Intros. Yeah, uh, something you and I both had as kids that kids still have today. That's Madden. That's uh, yes. yeah, Madden. Madden coming out. New uh, new one. The cover uh, the cover of Madden is going to be John Madden who passed away awesome. late last uh, last year. It's very fitting that it's going to be Madden on the cover of Madden. That's the way it should be maybe for the next few years, I think. They should honor him. Uh, but they came out with the first trailer for what the new Madden game will look like. So they, you know, we, we, we saw what the graphics will look like. I, I don't think they've really given much of anything else. But the first, so before the graphics came out, at EA Madden NFL came out with a screenshot. And the screenshot was Browns running back Nick Chubb stiff arming Ravens defensive back Marlon Humphrey. Uh, to which Marlon Humphrey tweeted, this not looking good for me. <laughs> they then came out with videos of uh, of the Madden and what it, the, all the graphics would look like. And they expounded on the stiff arm of Nick Chubb, showing the actual video of Nick Chubb stiff arming Marlon Humphrey. To which Marlon Humphrey went back onto uh, Twitter and said, take me out the game right now before I sue. (laughs) (laughs) To which former NFL player, maybe he's current, I don't know, Tony Jefferson III um posted they got me too with a screenshot of uh, Steelers wide receiver jumping over him leapfrogging him 
So defensive players getting really upset that they are uh, they are on the downside of digitally enhanced uh, previews for the Madden game. Part of that has to be a work, though, looping them in that, hey, we're going to do this just a heads up. Go ahead and have all the fun you want with it. <laughs> I, you know, that'd be the smart way of doing it. It would be, or you just find a guy that takes it way too Like, if you did that to Antonio Brown, he's crazy enough to where he might take it, like, really personal and just go off on a huge rant to where you don't warn him about it, knowing that that'll make things a whole lot better. <laughs> I mean, it's just the pro wrestling fan of me that looks at that stuff and goes, it has to be a work. That's too perfect. Yeah. All of that worked out way too well for it not to be. Say they That's have awesome. to, yeah. I will, we'll have to. Uh, Are yeah, they going to have a 16-bit option on this one? They should. In honor of the coach, I would love to be able to play the current game in 16-bit format. So I know in the most recent NHL game, you were able to go back and play, was it NHL 94? Was that like the original? 93 and 94 were the iconic games. Those are, yeah. the, those are I think it's the 94 is considered the, is the best hockey game ever. So I think in, I think there was a, uh, there was an option in the most recent, I don't know if it was, I don't I can't remember if I played this year's NHL game or was it maybe last year's NHL game where you could play with current guys, current teams, current at stats and everything, but you were playing the NHL 94 version of the game. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what, that would be really cool to have. Yeah. So that's, I mean, maybe, yeah, the show, I know because RBI baseball is still a thing and that game sucks. Is it really? It's it. I bought it last year, played it for two days and realized how or three years, two years ago. But now that the show is on Xbox, I only played the show. But before that, the show wasn't on Xbox. It was only on PlayStation. But now that they put it over now, you can do both. So, but yeah, RBI baseball was not good the last time they had it to the point where I was I, I've deleted it from my Xbox. I paid the money for it and I've just deleted it. So I think those games that change that that started all that. Like that, you just leave them right where they are. Like that's that that Sega Genesis style of NHL mm -hmm. and Madden. Like those were special, and, but yeah. and those are those are reasons why it is where it is today. And the mm -hmm. same thing for RBI Baseball. And before all those, before Major League Baseball began really putting their own games together, essentially RBI was the first game with players. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't. Know. I don't know when the Moo Madden comes out. I, I mean, it, it always comes out. I think August, somewhere in August, usually around like the first few weeks of like school, right before, right, right before the season starts. They do a good job of getting that out there. So, and yeah, so um, the players have plenty of time to get to camp and bitch and moan about their ratings. Yeah, and that's that's what makes it a, a whole lot of fun. <laughs> this has been a whole lot of fun too, John. Thank you so much for stepping in. I will get you. Uh, I'll have Andy text me all the other dates that he can't do. Yeah, let me that know. Way, that way you can it. jump in for uh, for him on those weeks uh, too. Are you going to see the Jurassic World movie this weekend? I know you're. Uh, you're we go on movie. Tuesday night. Okay, well, I think we're going Saturday after. We're doing Saturday afternoon bistro for uh, for it because the uh, bistro uh, Hudson can only go to the bistro if it's matinee. So we have to do that, oh, which by the 21. way, two, yeah, uh, it's a, yeah. But uh, two weeks ago, I went to go see the Bob's Burgers uh, movie at the Bistro by myself, went there nice. by my, and I, I get there and I, I look online and I saw that there were 
two seats that were actually taken. Like this was like Saturday, Sunday afternoon, Memorial Day weekend, Bob's Burgers movie. And I was like, oh, they're like, where do you want to sit? And I was like, oh, back row. Like there's, you know, six rows in the bistro. It's not a big theater. And they're like, oh, you're going to be sitting next to somebody. And I was like, the seats are pretty spread apart. Like, I don't care. Like, it's in a big couch. It's fine. I was the only, the other people never showed up. I was the only one in the movie theater. I sat and I watched Bob's awesome. Burgers in a movie by theater by myself. And I ordered myself a burger and, uh, and a beer and sat there and just enjoyed the hell out of myself for two hours. That's fantastic. It was so, it was so nice. <laughs> it was, it, it was, you have to pay so much money to get private screenings like that. And I paid $10. <laughs> <laughs> that is tremendous. Yeah. So, so here's hoping, uh, here, yeah, here's okay. hoping that the, uh, that this is the same on, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Hey, he's John Marisek. I am Joe Roderick. This has been another episode of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota. We will be back next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. At St. Louis Acura, new inventory is arriving daily, both new and pre-owned. Our buying team adds a higher level of personalized service that others can't match. We sell over 100 pre-owned vehicles monthly, and many of these are matched by our buying teams in Missouri and Illinois. As new Acura production ramps up, be one of the lucky ones to try the newest Type S models now available. Performance has never been so stylish and comfortable. St. Louis Acura remains committed to becoming better than ever for you.